Luke chapter 5, from the theme, How to Handle Life's Frustrations. How to Handle Life's Frustrations. Luke chapter 5, we find this story about Christ as he is teaching from the shore. We find in verse 1, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word God, he stood by the lake of Gethsemane and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would launch out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Rabbi, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed the great multitude of fish, and the net broke. Let us pray. Father, we come this morning once again to reverence your sovereignty and to give you glory and honor for this day and for this hour. We ask now your help, your guidance, your wisdom, your knowledge, and the presence and power through the Holy Spirit to come forth and teach each and every one of us. Lord, let the word of God open our ears, our eyes, our heart to hear, to receive, and apply the engrafted word of God. We thank you this morning for this day, for this hour, and for this moment. Have your way, Holy Spirit, we ask in Christ Yeshua's mighty name, and that all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. There is a story that some of you have seen and some of you may have heard about, but there was a movie that was on TV and this movie was called The Fighting Temptations. And many of you may have seen that movie when it was on and and in this movie there was a lot of friction anger and frustration. You know, we find the actor uh, that played Pauline and uh, Wendell Pierce, who played the preacher Paul, always had something friction, some frustrations going on with what they were trying to do. Uh, Cubic Downing Jr. was in this movie, and he played the nephew of the woman named Sally. And Sally's last dying which was for her nephew to take and play and go before the church and continue the tradition of the choir singing in the annual uh, festival that they had once a year. So, so Cuba pay, plays this uh, guy by the name of Darren and he runs into a lot of friction by Latanya Richardson, who's playing Pauline, who says her husband is dead and, and, and tells all these lies throughout the movie. And 
this disrupts all of the choir rehearsals and everything that they're trying to stand for, even comes up against Beyonce, who plays Lily. But sometime in life, you're going to find there are going to be a lot of friction and a lot of frustration given to you by people who have no idea that they are doing that. It got down to the point to where the choir finally voted Pauline off and they went to the, to, the, to the championship and won a trophy for the church and won a lot of money to keep the church going. But the reality is there's some people in life that will make you very frustrated if you're not careful. They'll give you some agony and pain and anger that you don't really understand. But, 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 but the, what is frustration and how do we deal with frustration and overcome it? Frustration is a deep chronic sense or, or state of insecurity and dissatisfaction arising from some resolve, unresolved problem or unfulfilled need. So, so sometimes there are things going on in our lives that creates and starts frustration for each and every one of us. Sometimes a family member may, member may forget to pick up something from the store that you asked for, and that really makes you frustrated. Sometimes a friend may show up late and you have an appointment that you're 20 minutes late for, and that really frustrates you because this person is always never on time. Someone might have disappointed you and frustrated you because of something you personally might have said or done. But it created havoc and frustration in your life. Frustration has a number of, 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 of types. There is the personal frustration. And personal frustration starts when we expect a lot from people. And they don't come through. You're depending on them. You're relying upon them. But something's going on that's keeping them from fulfilling what they said. And that becomes very frustrating. It can create conflicts, anger, even fights and breaking up of friendships because somebody frustrated us. Sometime on the job, we become frustrated at management. We become frustrated at a co-worker, somebody that won't do their part. They want to just lay around and hang around and get paid and everybody else does the work. And that can be very, very frustrating just standing around in the way and can't find nothing to do or apply themselves to the job. Sometimes frustration can create havoc in your life. There, there is pressure frustration. This type of frustration is where somebody will motivate you and encourage you to do your best. And they talk positive to you and they keep doing it and doing it. And it gets to the point to where it becomes aggravating and frustrating. And you kind of want to say, shut up. Because they feel like they're helping. When actually they get to the, it gets to the place to where you're pressured. It kind of puts pressure on you. It kind of frustrates you to have to hear that same thing every day, all day, all the time. And there are those that will continue to pressure you with their frustrations. Sometimes children are frustrated by their parents. Parents send the child off to school somewhere and they require and they want them to do so much. And they, the academic situation, they want the A pluses from, from every course. And they want them to be doctors and lawyers and all these things that God never created or called them to be. And it creates frustration to the point that they commit suicide right there in school. 
Several stories are told right here in Winston-Salem, right over there at Wake Forest University and Winston-Salem State, where children became so frustrated behind the academic requirements of their parents that they literally took their own lives. Frustration can be very harsh. It's a dangerous thing to walk around frustrated all the time. What is the answer to handling life's frustrations? How do we overcome frustration? Because frustration can be something that lasts for just a little while or it can last for an eternity if you don't take charge and overcome frustrations in life. Sometimes frustrations are simple things and sometimes frustrations are difficult things. But the reality is things can be very frustrating. People can be annoying. You can annoy your own self sometimes. You get in your own way. Sometimes you'll be frustrated and you forget to look at the mirror to see the person that's creating the frustration. And that person can be you at times. But we find in today's lesson in this story about Peter becomes frustrated. Story is told that Peter, James, and John, who are the inner circle of Christ, and God, Christ, already know these three guys and they were fishermen by trade. And they were out fishing, had been fishing all night long. And there were crowds that followed Christ everywhere they went. They, he went, they would follow him for food or for healing. And every place he would come, crowds were thrown up against him and want him to either heal them or feed them. But in this particular case, they wanted to hear the word. And Christ talks to Simon and he tells him to get the boat ready. Christ gets in the boat of Simon and he launches out a little from the land. And when he launches out from the land, he teaches sitting down in the boat, this crowd that have gathered, a multitude of people that have gathered there in it. And Christ continues his message and he finishes his sermon and he says to Peter, Simon, launch out into the deep. And Simon is a fisherman by, fisherman by trade and they had been fishing all night long and they hadn't caught nothing. And here comes the Messiah saying, let's launch out into the deep. And Peter says, okay, I, I know this trade. It ain't nothing out there, but nevertheless, I'm going to follow your instructions. And it's always good to follow the instructions of the Messiah. Amen. Always good to do what Jesus says. When he tells you to do something, do it. Because there is something in it for you when you do. Whenever your leaders sometimes tell you to do something, you should do what God tells you to do. The blessing, you'll miss your blessing when you don't do what you're asked to do sometimes. Peter, no doubt, decides he's going to go out and launch out into the deep. And, And when they got out there, Christ told them to lower your net into the water. And when they lowered the net into the water, behold, they caught so many fish. That, that they did not have enough help to get them all in. Now, if you read this story in John's account, John said it was 153. He actually had an account of how many it was. But, but, but Luke doesn't say how many it was. It just said that the net was so full till it began to break. And they had to call other fishermen over to help them get the fish out of the water. And so, so they get the fish out of the water. And after they got the fish out of the water, the story goes on and says that Peter looked at Christ and said, look, 
Lord, I am a sinful man. Leave my presence. I'm not worthy that you even stand in my presence. So Peter had forgot some. See, what Peter didn't recognize or realize that he was, first of all, standing in front of the Messiah. But he learned a lesson in this situation. He learned that, first of all, God made the water. God made the fish. God made the boat. God made the net. And, and when Christ told Peter to lower your net, what Peter didn't realize is that the fish was willing to give their life at the command of the master so that they can eat. And when that happened, Peter realized, he said, I'm a sinful man. And he tells Jesus to get away from me, leave my presence, because I'm not even worthy for you to even stand in front of me because Christ had given him instructions and he followed the instructions. And a miracle, that was a miracle that took place when they caught all those fish. But the Savior did not throw Peter away. He said, listen, Peter, I got something for you. He said, now that you understand who I am, Peter repented and accepted Christ as his master right then and became a follower. All three of those, Peter, James, and John, then becomes the disciples of Christ. And then they begin to follow Christ as the apostles. That was when they really got on board and started following Christ in this particular story. But Peter learned. There is nothing impossible with God. No matter what the frustration in life is, there is a way of escape. Sometimes you let people frustrate you, but you need to find peace in your own heart, in your own soul, and ask God to give you the remedy to overcome what you are dealing with, overcome what you are experiencing. What does this word of God tell you and I about dealing with frustration? First of all, it tells us that we have to go to the one who has all the power over the frustrations in our lives. And that's Christ, our Lord and Savior. When we go before Jesus and Yeshua, he will give you power over the frustrations of life. You have to acknowledge sometimes that there is something going on within you or around you or with somebody that you know that's creating frustrations in your life. And when you go before Christ, he will give you the answer to help you overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah tells us in 41 chapter, uh, the 41st chapter in the 10th verse, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will what? Help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Sometimes we're trying to do it. God says, I got to do it through you. You got to have my strength. He said, all things work together for them that are called. All things. I know sometimes it's frustrating, but he said all things. He said, sometimes you have to suffer and go through because it's good for you. Sitting at the funeral yesterday and, and the pastor that was preaching the actual eulogy, they told the family, he said, listen, I know that you all wanted Adrian to get well and to stay with the family, but God had called time out and he had made the best decision for the team of the family. And they were 
struggling with what was going on. And there were very difficult moments in that funeral session yesterday. But the reality is, as he said, sometimes you have to go through, but it is for your good. It is for you to overcome what you are experiencing. It is for you to go through what you're experiencing. Even though LaShawn lost a son, God is still going to work miracles in her life. God is still going to pour blessings in her life because she sat with that child night and day. I talked to her just about every day while he was in hospice. And when he first got sick, we talked every single day. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I finally come to the conclusion that you have to accept God's permissive, but also his perfect will. If it's his will that Adrian gets well, he'll get well. If it's not his will, you need to give it to God and ask God to give you the strength. And sometimes we have to ask God for strength when we are going through trials and tribulations. Sometimes it's not meant for you to get out. It's meant for you to go right through it. So it'll make you a better Christian, a better person, a better uh, uh, individual in Christ, our Lord and Savior. Some people don't want to suffer if they stomp their toes too much. Lord, help me. But God says, go through it. Deal with the issues of life. Deal with the frustrations of life. And ask Christ to carry you through. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, he says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Yeshua for you. He said, whatever you're going through, give thanks. Sometimes we can't come out because we're not thankful. Sometimes we can't overcome because we're not thankful. We mumble and grumble and mumble and grumble and grumble and mumble all through the process. God says, if you'll just be quiet and let me, I'll get you out. But you just want to, so you ever seen any, you ever seen a pig just want to wrestle and wallow in the mud? Sometimes we fall in the mud of frustration and we just want to wrestle and wallow in it. We don't want no help. We just want to be there and be agonized and be mistreated. And, 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 and we will not wake up and come to the realization. All you got to do is say, Lord, I thank you for my deliverance. God will deliver you out of that situation. God will deliver you out of the circumstances that you are facing and going through. He tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your cares upon him, your anxieties, your frustrations uh, on him because he what? Cares for you. Whatever you're suffering, whatever you're going through, trust the Lord. We have experience and ask Christ to give you strength. That's what we need in the time of sorrow, in the time of trouble, in the time of frustration. We need strength to endure. We need faith to hold on and keep our trust in the Lord because he is the one to bring us liberty. Ecclesiastes 7 and 9 says, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry. For anger lodges in the bosoms of fools. But don't get mad. Ask God to help you. Don't get angry. Ask God to help you. Say, Lord, I need your help. Whatever you're going through. Israel was in Exodus. The Bible tells us as they were dealing with the Exodus in the 14th chapter, in the 14th verse, the Lord will fight for you. And you only have to what? Be silent. Just be quiet. I got you, God says. Don't worry about the frustrations of life. Don't worry about the angles of life. Don't worry about you trying to make it work and you trying to fix it. God says, I'm going to fix it. Don't you worry about it. Just leave it alone. 
I'm going to fix it. Don't you uh, interfere with it. Sometimes we interfere and mess it up. And God says, I got it. Leave it alone. I'll fix it. You just leave it alone. See, we're trying to fix it. We're trying to make people better. We're trying to make people do right. No, 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 no. Let them go. God got something down the road for them. They run into that brick wall down there and say they're going to cry out, Lord. And when they cry out, they're going to mean it. See, sometimes people play with the Lord. But when the Lord get a hold of them and say, look, you've been playing. Let me teach you something. Let me let you go through something so you know I mean business when I tell you to straighten up and do right. I mean business when I tell you to quit doing what I asked you to quit doing. I meant business by it. So you lay there in the hospital for a while. You lay over there in the nursing home for a while. You lay at home for a while because you refuse to do what I asked you to do. He'll let you go through. He turned the devil loose on you. He turned him loose on Job. Satan walking around in God's being. God said, Satan, what you doing in here, boy? He said, I'm walking to and fro seeking whom I may devour. God said, have you considered my servant Job? Satan said, well, Lord, I never thought about him. And God said, go. And he went and took everything Job had. You talking about frustration. Job was frustrated. He didn't do anything that God wasn't pleased with, but I know he was frustrated to lose his wife, all of his children, all of his cattle, all of his homes, everything in one day. He lost it all. Now that's frustrating right there. But, but he said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed what be the name of the Lord. Job realized, he said, it wasn't mine to begin with. See, that's what Peter didn't realize. Peter, did, Peter thought it was about him being able to fish himself and catch what he wanted to catch when he wanted to catch it. But, but, but Job realized it wasn't his to begin with. See, you have to realize that sometimes it's not yours. It all belongs to God. He said, I own a cattle on a thousand easy. If God was hungry, he wouldn't tell you because he don't even eat beef. Look at the rest of this. He tells us, what is it in this question that's frustrating you? And how do you deal with that frustration? How do you overcome that frustration? You can overcome it very simply. And when you give your life to Christ and you say, Lord, I need help. I can't do it myself. I need deliverance and I can't get it myself. The more I try to do it, guess what? The worse it gets. The more I fight it, the worse it gets. You ever tried to do something on your own and you know you ain't got the strength to do it? People make you promise after promise after promise and lie after lie after lie and they never do what they say they're going to do. They just keep lying. That can be very frustrating. Make you want to take something and hit them upside the head with it. (laughs) But God says, don't worry about your frustration. Give them to me. Christ said what? Bring your burdens unto me. I will bear it. Take my yoke upon you. Because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You can't do it yourself. You're trying to do it. It's not going to work. You're trying to fix it. You can't fix it. Let it go. 
Sometimes when you let things go, God gives you what he really got for you. Sometimes you think what you got is what God had for you. And then all of a sudden you say, I'm going to let that alone. And then guess what happened? God just flourished and he'll send you the blessing that he's been holding for you because you thought you had a blessing. You didn't have nothing. Walking around with a pocket full of gold and ain't got nothing but a pocket full of sand. Reach down in a barrel of apples and grab the bad one every time. God says, let me do it for you. If you let me do it for you, I am going to fix it. And when I fix it, it will be fixed. And nobody will be able to tear it up. Nobody will be able to interfere with it. Nobody will be able to come against what I do if you give it to me. Paul said in Galatians 6 and 9, And let us not be weary of well-doing. For in due season we will reap if we faint not. Don't give up. Keep trusting the Lord. Say, Lord, I don't see it. I want it to happen. Lord, it's not happening. What's going on, Lord? I need, I need a fix, Lord. I need a deliverance, Lord. I need a victory, Lord. I can't see it, Lord. The frustration is driving me down. It's tearing me down. It's wearing me down. But what did Christ do when he realized we were all frustrated? When he realized we were all suffering and going through. He had to come from heaven through 42 generations. And, and walk among us first of all. And demonstrate his power as he did in this story. And once he demonstrated his power he says now I have got you. But do you want me to have you? Sometimes you have God but does he have you? You have Christ but do Christ have you? When Christ has you, frustration will just vanish out of your life. Problems will just dissipate in your presence. See, stories told of a young lady, she said, going through so much, she prayed and she said, Lord, I want you to move all my enemies out of my presence. Because they're bothering and hindering and frustrating me. And she said as she walked around, all the people that she thought was her friends started disappearing. What you thought was for you was really against you. What you thought was helping you was really hurting and hindering you. But God says, don't allow the frustrations of life to tear you apart. You're better than that. You are somebody. Let's wrap this up. Peter realized that he needed Christ in his life. He was astonished at what had happened with all the fish that they had taken. And he told Christ he was not worthy for him to stand in his presence. And not only did he do that, he forsook fishing. Christ said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Peter, James, and John, when they saw the miracle that Christ did with the fish, Christ said, now that you know, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And Peter started preaching the gospel. So did John, who wrote Revelations. John and the epistles of John. Then you, you, the word of God tells us. James wrote the book of James. These men became powerful, strong, anointed apostles of Christ. Because they realized in their frustrations, they were not able to find deliverance. They had to put their trust and faith in the Lord. And so it is today, Christ is saying to each and every one of us, Put your faith and trust in God. And when you do that, God will deliver you and see you through. 
Christ said, I call, I stand at the door and knock, and if you will hear my voice, open the door, I will come in and sup with you and you with me. You want deliverance? Give it to Christ. You need victory? Give your life to Christ. He said, I died for you. I was the one who took the nails in both hands, spiked in both my feet, pierced in my side, and the blood and water gushed out. I was the one that had to wear a crown with, with 72 thongs on it full of poison so that you can have liberty and victory. I was the one that went to the grave and gave up my life. Took it up again so that you realize that you have a deliverer in the time of frustration. Will you give your life to him today? Will you let him be Lord of your life and transform you into what you need to be? May God bless you this morning. May heaven smile upon you. Let us stand for a word of prayer. This morning, Heavenly Father, we come to bless, to praise, and to worship you. We thank you for this time and this hour and this experience. We give you glory and honor, and we just bless your holy and righteous name. We pray now that this message will accomplish that for which thou hast sent it. Let your word saturate the hearts and the minds of your people. Let us see, hear, receive, understand, and apply these principles to our lives. And go out and tell somebody else that they don't have to walk around frustrated, but they can put their faith and trust in Christ Yeshua, our Savior. And he will give them liberty and victory out of whatever they're experiencing and going through in life that's causing problems for them. We bless you for this message today. Let it go out and minister to souls, men and women, boys and girls, all around this universe. That you would receive glory and that men would cry, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? And receive Christ as Lord and Savior. We bless you this morning. We praise, uplift, and exalt you. In Christ Yeshua's mighty name, we ask it. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Amen.